0: Good afternoon, ladies. Welcome back to Living Bold this week. So happy that you guys are back with us. And if it's your first time joining, welcome. Um, We're so excited to have you here. And we've actually been going through a study on purpose. So we just started last week. And we're going to be kind of diving into purpose within womanhood today. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this today. Um, Last week, we kind of talked about purpose just as a whole, what that looks like obviously living for Christ. And today, now we're just going to start kind of taking it into different pieces on how purpose can look with certain uh, specifics in our life.
1: So just bear with us in the sense mm-hmm. that this is going to be a longer episode than normal, mm-hmm. but this is a women's podcast. And I think yep. this this information that Jess has for us today mm-hmm. is just so important and it can be so fruitful. Mm-hmm. So if you see this podcast and you're like, why is this at 15 minutes? <laughs>
0: that's why it's important because we're like she said i love it i can talk about a, this all day uh, yeah i'm like running back and it needs running back it back, run it back. Yeah. um but it is like she said it needs to be hit on because yeah, it's yeah it's a women's podcast and it's yeah definitely important and even like we had kind of talked about earlier too i mean sometimes we don't like hit on these topics a lot or just the dangers of kind of you know, shuffling between the worldly perspective and the Christian perspective. And that's yeah. even like I said, too, sometimes we can, you know, so much, especially in the church, harp on the men, too, maybe in their roles. But at the same time, this is just as important yeah, for so women important. as well. So yeah. so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, McKenna and I actually have talked the last, I don't know, probably week or two, maybe just about how we want to look ev- or how we want our studies to look, I should say, just between us two and kind of our conversation. So... This week, I will actually be leading you through this conversation. And then next week, Lord willing, um, McKenna will kind of share something that's been on her heart as well, just to kind of make it more um, conversational, and I think even to um, McKenna and I are, you know, obviously walking through this season with Christ together and there's just has been like different things through our series that God has really put on our hearts. And so mm-hmm. we're really excited to kind of alternate and kind of share that with you as well. So we're really excited to see how God is going to use that in these next upcoming weeks through our series. So yeah, it'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited to see just see yeah, how God works through that. Um, so we're going to dive right in. But today I Again, we're talking about purpose within womanhood. So last week we defined purpose from a very secular perspective. So McKenna kind of took us through three different individuals that were defining purpose in a very different way. So we're actually going to do the same thing within feminism and kind of what that looks like in our culture and what the expectation is, unfortunately in feminism, but then how we're going to kind of flip that and how we can be a virtuous woman as Proverbs 31 says, and we're going to kind of dive into that later of being that virtuous wife. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah, last week we defined um, purpose. And then this week, according to the Oxford dictionary, (laughs) We're getting really deep, guys. Just (laughs) kidding. Um, Feminism is defined as the belief in social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. So... Unfortunately, what I have kind of seen, what our culture has kind of seen is with that equality of the sexes, women have now overcompensated their role. They may say they want to prove themselves, be in the same roles as men, and many have the sole objective to defeat men in their roles and maybe in their gifts. So many women now are wanting to be men or serve a purpose to create a passive male, or unfortunately, there are women that identify themselves as men. Mm -hmm. So I think with that, um, especially just in Christian circles, we've really lost the focus on the strength and the beauty and the grace that a woman actually can have. And the beautiful attributes that God has already given us, you know, by kind of, um, taking our role and taking away that role, we're missing how God has created us. So I'm going to go through three different examples of women that have kind of changed the trajectory, I guess, of um, equality under like the law, so to say. So these were three women that were very involved in women's suffrage in trying to change like the ability to, um, vote as women, the ability to, you know, get paid the same as a man, that kind of thing. So obviously these women were involved in advocating for a woman. And I'm not saying with these three women, I'm going to give, um, all their different examples that they had the same beliefs necessarily that we do but they did do something to advocate for the rights that we have as women which can definitely be a good thing and i'm just kind of sharing the point where they didn't necessarily have to demean or bring down somebody else in order to advocate for their rights if that makes sense so The first one was um rosa parks she's very familiar to a lot of us she obviously um so she was a black woman she was a woman that was advocating for just her own rights as well and we know of her i mean obviously she was sitting on a bus and she refused to give up her seat to a white person and um you know i think of that as just kind of advocating for us as women just in a very simple capacity and then we also think of susan b anthony and i Um, give her as an example she actually was like an advocate for a lot of different religions so i'm not saying necessarily like hold to her beliefs but one of the biggest things that she advocated for along with elizabeth stanton was um the right for women to vote as well so and when i even think about that too i'm like man that's so awesome that we get to participate in that that we are now able to vote so those can be good things and then last was esther peterson Um, she fought for equal rights for pay for women. That was kind of a big focus that she had, you know, and we're kind of transitioning, you know, even as women of the world, like into the career force. And so those can definitely be um, really good things. So I'm kind of giving that example in transitioning to wanting to be that same kind of advocate, but yet for a spiritual sense, because I think a lot of feminists have totally lost their view and they're taking away unfortunately what's could be beautiful for you know women and so it's like i think it's important to kind of take that stand and that advocacy for women of christ and women that want to follow the lord and not losing sight of those um attributes and not putting other people down in order to prove that um so yeah so just Mm -hmm. giving those examples of those women Um, so while these moments have changed history, the advocacy for who we are was what was preached. It's not always necessarily a bad thing. And again, not putting somebody down in order to kind of achieve their role. So feminism now is almost in entirety can be degrading, can create kind of that, like I said earlier, more of a passive male where you're trying to dominate, you know, somebody you might be in relationship with or married to. Um, and it's, Again, too, like, it can become very manipulative. It can become very domineering. And so that's where we kind of get into the the sticky areas of this whole concept and, I mean, life within feminism.
1: Yeah, it's very, like, girl boss, like... Mm -hmm there's a lot of talk about like toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh no, like, you know, if they're doing this, 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 that's toxic. That's, and so Mm -hmm. it's almost like, I feel like a lot of women especially try to take that leadership role of a man as well as Mm -hmm. trying to be like, they almost want the best of both worlds in our world today, you know, where it's like, they do want to take that leadership role. They want to be the provider. They want to be this, 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 and this, and then they Mm -hmm. want to do the things that God had designed women to do as well. So just kind of finding like that balance, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. Very good point for sure. Um, Even just kind of with that, it's a perfect transition, honestly, even just the toxic masculinity, just transitioning into what we've seen on social media. So a lot of examples that I see are different posts. And this typically is within, I mean, it can be within marriage too, but especially relationships now. And a lot of people talk about how difficult it is to date just because of kind of that change of our gender roles um, and just the difficult seasons are in especially as christians but one thing i've seen in social media that is quite unfortunate is a lot of posts that will have like a little paragraph or seven different pictures and it's you can like swipe kind of through the sayings or whatever and it's like if your man does this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it'll be bullet points of like they're distracted or if they're not giving you your self-love days or they're not letting you be independent or they're not letting you have your girl's night out or they're not you know this and this and this um, it's immediately at the end it's like get rid of him, forget him yada, yada, yada. So it's always a focus on what can this person do for me? It's never, how can I serve this person? How can we communicate through these differences? Okay. Yeah. These are big things that maybe you need to talk about. If you do need to have time alone or time in the word or, you know, time to grow your own relationship with God, it's okay to do those in seasons with relationships, but at the same time, it's okay to communicate that. So in my mind, I'm like, where did that communication go? Or where did that, um, need for kind of that selfless uh, behavior go instead of like oh if he's not doing this for you like you don't need no man you know all yeah
1: <laughs> it's very like Beyonce all yes, my single ladies yeah. <laughs>
0: who know? runs the world girls vibe <laughs> yeah, yeah nah. you know
1: it's like yeah <laughs> and a singleness is beautiful. You should absolutely yes. like steward your singren- like, like your singleness well. Sorry, I just had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> steward right, <I> got you. <laughs> your singleness well. But um yeah, at the same time, relationships is exactly what you said. It's selflessly mm. serving one another, you know, and like meeting each other in the middle. Whereas it's not what necessarily what what the man can do for for you. Mm-hmm. I mean it is, but also take that accountability, that it's also what you can do for him. Like, it's not, this sounds like harsh, but right? Mm-hmm. It's not all about you. It's not all about, you know, does he do X, Y, Z? If not, girl, break up with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah, it's very, yep. yeah.
0: It can be, yeah. honestly, it I can would be so say like, like toxic femininity. S- yeah. <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> We're making it today. Femininity. Feminina. Fa- I'm having a time femininity. over here. <laughs> I love it. Femininity. Yes. What did we're I gonna, say last night? We're going to, uh, I meant rec- to say receptive, no, receptive, but I said res- <laughs> <laughs> so I don't
1: Hannah, know what's going on gonna upstairs.
0: Anna's going to be known for making up <laughs> new words. Yeah.
1: That's seriously my MO. I make up words. So if, if, <laughs> if you hear words made up on this podcast, you just roll with it.
0: Hey, we're going to roll with it. We're going to make it a trend and it's going to be great. You should. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. The Dictionary. Forget Oxford from before. <laughs> I'm quoting straight from McKenna.
1: <laughs> I really am. My husband all the time. He's like, "What it's did you awesome. just think?
0: <laughs> move?" <laughs> moving is on. Is that a word? I'm yeah. He's like, up. "Babe, that's not a word." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Um, you can just use the Oxford just to bounce off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, kind of with that too. Um, I guess. Examples of that kind of coming back to that self, that selfless objective, obviously serving one of the things that I actually, you know, did myself and over kind of like several years is, you know, a lot of guy friends. So I grew up with three brothers, so I kind of grew up around a lot of guys and their friends. And I just remember asking a lot of them, especially believers um, over the years to what it is that they are looking for in a relationship and one of the biggest things is that they've said that i would say several of them said is finding somebody that they can selflessly serve with. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like this competition in their mind, like who can serve each other more, you know? And just kind of using those qualities to um, serve each other in their relationship, their marriage. And that's, I mean, that's where it starts as a relationship, right? You know, the Bible doesn't talk a lot about dating, but those are that, that's that pre-season before getting married that I think is really pivotal. And that's kind of what they said entering into that. Mm -hmm. Um, They also talked about just even um, like, with them as men feeling supported. And I think that's a huge piece of what we're going to get into. We're actually going to talk about kind of the definition or what submission should really look like as a believer entering into marriage or relationships, that kind of thing. But that's one thing that they um, really admire somebody that they can work together with and um like i said again just kind of out serving each other and somebody that is you know maybe willing to serve in the home or serve with their kids if that's you know the lord's will for them to have kids serve in their home um and there's a lot of beauty to that obviously and we're going to dig into that a little bit later yeah but with that too you know they're looking for somebody they can serve with but they're also talking about looking um To somebody that would be, you know, submissive or honoring Christ. And I feel like that is such a trigger word, unfortunately. Um, I know even recently when we think of submission, we've seen like I've seen a lot of posts too where you'll have men and women that are pictured together, and you'll have men that are kind of in this posture of dominance, and then it's like this submissive, vulnerable woman. But then it's also flipped on the other side where you'll see the man that's like, Oh, this is my queen, and he's like worshiping his woman. So We're kind of getting two different um, kind of two different pictures and two different scenes. But you'll see that a lot on social media, magazines, you know, that kind of thing, too, Um, instead of, you know, the man and the woman working together. So that's truly the definition of submission is, you know. Negating, like, this idea of abuse or control over one person. It's like it can be two people that are in a relationship that are talking through things, and then it just might be the male that is um, who's making that decision. If you're having like an argument or you just can't come to terms with like a certain, maybe something to do with your kids or, you know, I'm not married yet, but it's like, I've seen that in just different marriages that I've watched. You know, it's like, if you can't make a decision about what to do with a certain child, maybe if you truly as a wife love, your husband, or even in dating seasons, if you love who you're with, you are going to trust that they're going to make the right decision, especially if they're godly in that circumstance, maybe after counsel, after prayer time, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, finding somebody that you can walk with and in Christ and godliness is really important too, because you're giving them that um, that opportunity to, you know, honor Christ in that ultimate decision. But before that comes the work together, it's Mm -hmm. a teamwork thing. It's not like, Oh yeah, I'm over you and I'm going to abuse you and I'm going to treat you like crap. And then it's going to be my decision regardless. And I'm going to totally disregard your opinion. Right. So that's where it gets to be a trigger. It's also a big trigger. I feel like sexually as well. Um, just because women, you know, men will, force women into like submission and then it's like abusive or, you know, rape situations, that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, no wonder that's so prevalent in our culture. No wonder, you know, women have a hard time with that word. Like I, you know, I totally understand that. And I've even seen it just with different people in, um, The nursing realm too, working on more of maybe like the psych side of things or with mental health, that kind of thing, just the emotional piece and how it's wreaked havoc on um, just kind of on your mind, too. And it's just it's no wonder that some women feel the way they do about that. But at the same time, if you're kind of entering into like a true submission, that's not really honoring Christ in that in that aspect, like the control and the abuse.
1: Yeah. yeah and i'll say this like when god created man and woman he created us both with like women strengths and weaknesses men strengths and weaknesses and i Mm -hmm. think that's how we make such a beautiful team and god does not tolerate abuse like i've said that before Mm -hmm. like when it comes to the word submissive he's not saying hey women sit down be quiet say nothing And like, just let the man run the show, right? If, if God wanted that, he would have never created a woman. He Mm -hmm. didn't create a woman as an Mm add-on. He created us to be equal in equal partnership, both sharing our strengths and weaknesses together for the glory of his kingdom. Um, and, you know, when we hear the word submissive or submission, it can be really Mm -hmm. triggering. But Paul tells us, he's like, you know, wives submit to your husbands. But then he turns around and says, And husbands, you know, serve your wives and love her so much that you would die for her, Mm -hmm. that you would die for the, like, like Jesus died for the church. And so it's like, it's not one sided. It's not, hey, men, men, you know, run the world and women are an afterthought. Mm -hmm. But the devil will distort that. And he has distorted that, especially like you said, like sexually, Mm -hmm. of being like, oh, like if you just submit and like, it's just this really nasty, distortion that Mm -hmm. the devil has worked on for years and years and years and that was really never God's purpose you know it was more so man was created to lead his household and lead his wife and you know we are to be under his leadership with like a team mindset mm
0: -hmm. you know what I mean yes yeah very good point no for sure I mean it's it's cool to see like when it's Truly. Yeah. I mean, God honoring in that way. It's just such mm-hmm. a, yeah, such a blessing too, for sure. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay. So kind of transitioning now, I just want us to think of a couple question. So we've kind of talked obviously about the focus, where did almost kind of, where did, where did we go wrong in our focus? And I think, you know, I've already talked about kind of the definition or what, um, feminism I feel like looks like to a lot of, um, a lot of women that aren't believers. So we actually went on a retreat kind of recently and we had talked to one of the gals there. She super solid believer. And she is a mom of four kids, four kids, I think. Yeah, I yes. want to say yeah. four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we talked to her just about um, motherhood, and she is like in so many ways is really cool because she's definitely, um, uh, I would say one of those like that perfect balance of that leadership. I think just in her home, and she values that, and just finds so much um, purpose in that, and like her role as a mom and serving her kids. So one of the things I kind of took away from her, and I've even had this with my sister-in-laws and I admire them so much because one of their biggest focuses is to spend time with their kids they are at home with their babies. And I think it's such a precious time because they're really, their biggest desire is to raise them well, but to also raise them to love Christ. That's their number one priority. And, um, I just look at, you know, how kids are kind of raised these days. And, you know, I'm obviously not a mom yet, but just kind of in what I've observed, you know, I admire so much those, those moms that really spend that time with their kids and really nurturing um, that calling. And so one of the first questions is I was kind of thinking through is what has happened to us as women not being okay with um, wives serving their families. So mm. I feel like wives so many day, so many times of the day will be looked down on if they get talked to and they're like, Oh, you're just a stay at home mom. And that's like, I'm not even a stay at home mom yet. And that just, <laughs> keyword just, yeah, <laughs> seriously keyword just for sure. It's like, uh, what that's a full-time. I mean, that's not even a full-time job. That's a never ending job. Yeah. Um, and I can only imagine even just like, uh, obviously I don't, I mean, have like that, that personal experience, but yet at the same time, it's so funny. It just like feels my fire just hearing that for other, other people. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's like, when did we kind of take away from the strength and just the beauty of those, um, that nurturing spirit and just the strength of even like, I think about women way back in the day too, when they had to work the garden, they had to take care of all the animals, like make, you know, make meals every night for their families, or they had to put so much work and effort into raising their, their families. And it's like, when did we as a culture get to that point where that's weak? That's really unfortunate. Cause I feel like there's so much strength and beauty in those attributes. Yeah. Um, and then what happened to it being okay with a husband or a boyfriend serving their girlfriends slash wives with physical strength or strong character? Like when was that ever a bad thing to be protected by somebody and feel safe with somebody and honored and like you're working together as a team? And honestly too, it's like, if it's a constant fight for power, I mean, you don't even have to be a Christian to know this. Like if you're constantly in a power struggle with somebody, Good luck. Like, I don't think that's going to go well. And it's, It's you know, it's exhausting, you know. And so I think about that even in the workforce, too. If you are constantly tugging with somebody in those opinions and you're constantly at war with somebody, that's going to make for a very, very unhealthy relationship. So now, okay, again, when did we lose The beauty of that and it's really cool too because god designed men to want to honor and to provide and lead women in that way and when did it become a bad thing to kind of turn um turn away that role yeah to be very noble
1: yeah and i mean there's you know, where we live in a world where we all know how expensive it is to live. And sometimes you do have to have two incomes coming in. But at the same time- Especially in Boise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's getting expensive around here. (laughs) Um, But, you know, at the same time, kind of what we talked about on our women's retreat was how big of a responsibility and an honor- it is at a woman to steward mm-hmm. your house, and that you're really responsible for the food that goes into your children's mouths, your husband's mouth, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like you are responsible for the 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 health and well being of their body, and so it's it truly is an honor to step into the gift that God intentionally mm-hmm. had, you know, which we're kind of going back to gender roles, but mm-hmm. God created man and women for. Mm -hmm. For a purpose and for a role. And, you know, I don't think that that it's, it's horrible to be a girl boss. If you're a girl boss and you're doing that, that's great. But I think that our culture is so revolved around being a girl boss, being busy, doing it all. And it's just not sustainable. You know, you can't work you know, 60, 70 hour week with your business, come home, spend time with your kids, spend time in the word, nurture your relationship with your, like, there's only so many time, so much time mm-hmm. in a day. And that's why God created two individual beings. Mm-hmm. You can't do it all in 24 hours yes. sustainably.
0: Yeah. No, that is true. It's like a slow, slow moving transition. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, So kind of in, I guess, shifting, kind of shifting our focus, what now? So we've talked about um, just kind of the, like the expectation or just taking away from those roles, but now transitioning, what is, what is it that we can do or we're called to do to enter, kind of enter back into those roles now? So just in starting with this, you know, I will say for me, it's like, I grew up with three brothers was raised to be pretty independent. So yeah, I'm talking with you guys right now, but I'm very much talking at myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, is something I've struggled with too. I mean, yeah. even to just entering into, um, dating seasons, it's like, Oh man. Okay. Sometimes I can get a little carried away and it's like, yeah, you want to be mindful of the other person or serving the other person. You know, I've been Um, kind of back and forth in those seasons where it's like okay yeah when you're you know if you're dating somebody you do want to serve them as well and sometimes I can be so like independent or I just want to go like take off and kind of do my own thing but it's like just these daily reminders so it's like even me it's like I'm dying to my flesh in that sense and I feel like this is something and this is why I wanted to talk about it today because it's something I'm very very convicted about because I think it's something I need to work on as well Um, just kind of in that preparation too, just as a woman, just with those kind of pursuits and just really honoring Christ in being that um, virtuous woman. And so we're going to kind of dig into Proverbs 31 here in a minute. But um, before we do that, I want this to be like a, a time, obviously, of encouragement for women that are listening, but also a time, you know, Lord willing of conviction, where I think a lot of times with pastors, you know, I've heard different sermons where you know, men do have a very high calling as far as leading the home, leading the church, leading spiritually. Those are huge things that, um, we need to talk, you know, with men about. And a lot of times pastors will talk about men with like adultery or marriages and adultery or pornography and like men's addictions and that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think it is important for us now with this total shift with feminism to really focus on the woman's role though, Mm -hmm. as well, sometimes kind of in the danger of sin in that area area because you know when you get these women that are a little bit that are trying to be strong in their mind by being a man they can oftentimes be very like seductive or domineering um, very manipulative that kind of thing or you know they can be the ones that are actually kind of instigating sin you know within a relationship and I think it is important to kind of address the issue with that not just with maybe like men's um like addictions or struggles in sin as well it's important to talk about that as women because we do very much have um an important piece in being like a godly you know girlfriend or wife um and so taking those roles seriously so this is just kind of an encouragement for you today in that so yeah
1: and we're not just saying like this is not us being like okay if you're a woman quit your job (laughs) (laughs) quit your job you know churn your own butter like yeah. <laughs> this isn't us saying that at all. I I realize that maybe for some it could come across like that, but it's more so just like, I would just encourage you to, to study the scriptures in relation to being a virtuous woman. And then just like stepping into that where you see fit, like praying over it, you know, and like asking God to really lead you in that. Mm hmm just so you can be God honoring in your life, you know, and that doesn't mean that you can't work. That doesn't mean that you can't be a girl boss or have your own business, but it it does mean, you know, to, to just step into, um, womanhood of how God really designed it. And so mm-hmm. this isn't like condemning by any means. I think, you know, Jess and I especially have, mm-hmm. a like a lot of prayer to do and in stepping into the Proverbs 31 woman. And like, mm-hmm. what does that look like in our lives specifically?
0: hmm yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause like us two, we're in our careers right now too. Like we're still working as nurses and you know, we found, um, that's where God has us right now. And, um, yeah, so I would definitely, yeah, definitely agree with yeah. that. I'm actually glad you reminded us of that cuz it's yeah, that is so in, so important too, just kind of stepping into that yeah. role. So, yeah, yeah,
1: just finding that balance in in our world today.
0: Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Cuz yeah, it's okay to have goals and be ambitious yeah, and totally. those kind of things. Like yeah. you in can fact, honor Christ in that. For yeah. Sure. Proverbs yeah.
1: 31 like the Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. woman says that it says like work diligently, like mm-hmm. work with your hands, yes. you know, like steward yep. things well and so um yeah.
0: Yes. Totally sure.
1: totally work hard.
0: Okay. So many of you have heard of Proverbs 31. Some Sometimes I feel like with other Christian friends, I kind of laugh because they're like, Oh yeah, Proverbs 31, you know, we could kind of like almost view it nonchalantly, but I'm actually going to go through some different attributes from Proverbs 31 to kind of dig into, um, that I think would be really good to actually think about instead of just kind of glazing over that chapter. So, um, it's, It's kind of in the middle, actually middle of the chapter 31. So it starts in verse 10 where um, Proverbs, so they talk about being a virtuous wife. Um, So the attributes that I kind of wanted to hit on are, first of all, worth. So obviously we all know everybody loves the trend. Know your worth. (laughs) (laughs) Speak your truth. Speak your truth. It's like, okay, maybe the truth of the gospel. (laughs) Um. But that's another topic for another time. <laughs> um, so I would say one of the big things, though, that, yeah, just to highlight is the um, aspect of worth, though, because it is, I mean, it is true, like your worth truly is in Christ. That's the biggest thing to yeah, um, keep in mind. And it talks about worth is far above rubies. So if you think about your most prized possession or like you're the most beautiful diamond which is you know probably on your ring finger from your husband you know um is gorgeous so here we are (laughs) i'm like looking (laughs) at it i'm like that's me yeah that's pretty (laughs) um so just thinking about even from that you know standpoint we think of that as such a beautiful thing right um with just rubies and diamonds and think about how much more our worth is in that and especially when we are identifying and associating it with Christ so just keeping that in mind um, because yeah especially in our world we talk a lot about worth and then the second one is the heart of the husband safely trusts her and I don't know about you guys but when people say they trust me I'm like oh that's like one of the biggest compliments I'm like wow thank thank you you. but then you're also like I can't (laughs) screw this up (laughs) Keep the keep the faith, keep the trust. Um, and then so it's talking about kind of serving your husband. So does him good and not evil. So again, that's kind of where I got into, you know, if we as women are always putting down the men in our lives, and it might not even be like a relationship or a marriage, it can even be men that are that are friends, that are coworkers. You know, I work with a lot of guys in the ER, that kind of thing. It's like if you're always putting them down or degrading them, that can be um, evil in a sense to where that's not really serving them, serving them well. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of the same thing, Ken already touched on this, just willingly working with her, with her hands, you know, physically working and that kind of thing. There's a lot of strength and honor that can go into that. And again, we're, I don't want to take away from the strength and the beauty of a, of a woman and how important that is. Um, extends to the poor and needy. So that's just kind of that servant aspect, which I really love those attributes and then, um, opens her mouth with wisdom. So this is where I struggle (laughs) sometimes because I'm, I'm not super shy. Um, as many people know, but I sometimes I feel like I just like to talk to talk sometimes and I'm learning from different people. It's okay just to sit back to be quiet sometimes and just listen. And a lot of times you can get wisdom from that because you're learning from somebody else. Instead of just talking to talk, you're talking to listen mm-hmm. and to maybe ask somebody else a question just to listen and be receptive of how you can mature um, as a woman. So that's, yeah, what I'm yeah. currently working on right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're trying. I feel
1: like it's so funny when you think of like Jess and I because we couldn't be more opposite like I'm not saying that I speak wisdom either let me just preface with that but like she is she you are you are so outgoing and <laughs> so conversational and all, I am I feel like I am a little bit more reserved and kind of like an introvert I'm an ICU nurse I'm very like type a everything has to be organized labeled like and then you're, you're, you're not <laughs>
0: that way at all fire down there
1: it is a fire so, anyways, I I think you speak. I, I think true. you speak a lot of wisdom. Oh, thank you. Yeah. In fact, I'm like, I need to be more like you. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I'm like, not everything has
0: to be perfectly yeah, in a yeah, yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Hey, we're good for each other. It's great. Good friendship. Yeah. See, we speak into each other. There you go. <laughs> See now, ladies, you have to find somebody like that. It's great. Um, but yeah, so those are just kind of some of the attributes, some of the big ones that I took from Proverbs 31 that I just wanted to encourage you with. And then we're actually going to open our, um, let me just quick open my phone here, friends, but we're just going to go over some of the attributes. So Kenna had put together a post that just kind of went over the attributes that she saw, um, on our Instagram and then had posts just for this upcoming, um, post that I was just going to kind of have her mention. Yeah.
1: So I mean, if you go to Proverbs 31 and just read through it, it's so encouraging as a woman. And so I just kind of, I read through it and I was like, okay, like what are little tidbits or qualities, characteristics that are kind of highlighted in this scripture? Um, and some that came to mind, you know, is industrious. It talks a lot about working with your hands, working diligently, you know, being wise. Um, we're protective, we're prepared, we're influential, poised, mm. devout, noble, you um, And, you know, the Bible, a lot of the times in reference to women will talk about a lioness. Mm. And I'm actually reading a book right now Mm. uh, by Lisa Brevere. It's called Awaking a Lioness and more so focused to um, the strengths and um, personality of a a woman. And it talks a lot about this. And so I would encourage you, if if you read Proverbs 31, I would just encourage you to study like lions, like Mm. a lioness and just kind of what qualities they also possess and it's very very similar to scripture in proverbs 31 and really really encouraging i think it really Mm. highlights how beautiful and you know strong and determined women are in our craft
0: Mm. yeah i like that yeah that's a good perspective YNS, i like that yeah I'm going to I'm yeah. going to read it thinking about no, it. No, yeah. Like that, so, yeah.
1: yeah, it's very, you're just Fierce. like, wow, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. And this book by Lisa Rivera, it really goes mm. through how, true. I mean, just like t- take scripture out of it, just solely focusing on a on a mm. lioness and how they live their life. You're just like, wow, you know, it's like true. it's amazing. I'm it I'm really gonna, is. I'm going to have
0: to do that after this. I'm going to read through it now. Yeah. And that mindset. Yeah. Okay. Locked in. Um, So yeah, to kind of end with the... So at the end, it talks about um, charm being deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. So if you take, I mean, kind of anything from that, that's the biggest thing, is just being a woman of the Lord. So that should be our... um, aspiration, but kind of an ending too. I just want to talk about how God describes the beauty of a woman and how it is okay to be in that role and be in how it was designed, mm-hmm. not trying to change it because it truly is beautiful, how God created both man and woman. So Proverbs 31, so we're staying in here um, in that chapter 31:10 says a good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. So just kind of dwelling on that. There's so much beauty and worth again. So we talked about worth kind of at the beginning in that. So not to be ashamed of um, being that type of woman. Proverbs 11 verse 16. So we're still in Proverbs, but just a different chapter. And it says a kind hearted woman gains honor, but ruthless men gain only wealth. So even to just kind of focusing more on your character, more than the materialistic things in life. Cause I don't get you so far. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, um, Proverbs 14 verse one says the wife woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears her down. So even just again, kind of that teamwork piece, like, you know, trusting God in building your home, whether that's like physically, but then also, you know, nurturing a child, maybe um, if you're called to be a mom, a wife, that kind of thing, just building um, with your own, with your own hands. A lot of times, you know, can lead to, um, I mean, detrimental things if you're not doing it with the Lord. And I shouldn't have said lastly, we have one more. John sixteen twenty one, A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby has come, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So when I read that, I was like, okay, I haven't had kids yet, but I'm like, if that's the Lord's will, I'm like, all right, sweet. We got to like forget about it after it happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's funny is our friends that at our yeah, women's totally, retreat yeah. said that, right? They said right? that totally. I know. It's like, when, it's
0: such a gift from God. And then yeah. I was reading through that and I was like, <gasps>
1: it's in John 16. They said that they were like, we didn't even hit the scripture. We were just in conversation. And they were like, I, I so believe that it was God's design that we forget how painful childbirth is. 'Cause we just keep having them. Yeah. And it's so painful. But it's like yeah. you see that baby and you forget.
0: You totally forget. Because it's yeah. just and truly God's design. It's just amazing. And then it makes me excited. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you experience, <laughs> great. Fantastic. But yeah, you never know. God's yeah. will. Okay, so, um, lastly, we're gonna kinda go through five different examples. So we ended last week on different ways that we can go through purpose and you know how we can obviously be living more for Christ right so that's you know maybe through reading or prayer or listening to podcasts or you know kind of finding different ways that you can spend time with God because it's going to look different for everybody so we're going to each kind of speak to each one Um, but the first one I was going to talk about is with dating so if you're entering into a season of dating um just praying about a you know as a woman praying about a godly leader allowing him to lead i'm definitely working on this for sure um sometimes i'm like okay i got this but i'm like oh nope jess that's not your role (laughs) step back it's
1: hard you know like we're like we really are you know kind of trained to do a certain thing because we live in a fallen world so it's Mm -hmm. like you really do have to just heart check yourself a lot and be like okay yeah so i think that's totally normal
0: yeah no for sure and then um i would say just praying about stepping into individual, so within that relationship stepping into your different biblical roles and like praying about it And then also, I would say, being very convicted about, or constructive, I should say, in approaching that with somebody. So if there's something that, you know, because I know for me, a lot of times I can be my own worst critic, but at the same time, I do love when people are constructive with me because it's like, they obviously care about me enough and trust me enough they want to see me more like christ right so if i have you know if i'm dating somebody and they're telling me hey jess i don't really feel like you are honoring god in this moment i want to hear that um even though it's really tough to swallow and like tough to stomach because your pride takes over which you know happens all the time yeah. um it is important to kind of be receptive of, of that. And there's a lot of different areas that I feel like I've struggled in and stepping into that biblical role, like even just as a girlfriend. So, um, just something I'm working on. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. That's the first one I would say. Yeah. Um, second one is study Proverbs. I mean, especially thirty-one, we already talked about it, but it talks a lot about the virtues again and the characteristics of a woman. So even with Kenneth saying just imagining yourself as a lioness and just even kind of how they carry themselves like in the in the wild and that kind of thing, um, just how God has created them and reading Proverbs in that way, or just reading one verse and dissecting each trait. That you mm-hmm. could have as a woman and then you know going through or even just researching different ways that you can you can be that way or just thinking of you know kind of um different examples you can uh, do to exemplify that yeah so yeah that's good uh number three is pray for wisdom in being a friend a wife a girlfriend a career woman you know just as a woman in general so pray about kind of wisdom within that. And I would say even just especially in career, I would say one thing that I kind of shifted my focus on was finding women that believe the same thing that you do. So I even being at St. Al's, there's a few ladies that I found that definitely are, um, they're really strong believers. And I feel like I've kind of established a relationship with them just because, you know, they've maybe are like further along in their walk with Christ. And I learned so much from them, but just being open and receptive to that advice. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And I would say, you know, in studying what God says about womanhood and praying about that and surrounding yourself with godly women, it's going to look different for everyone based on your your situation. Are you married? Are you not married? Are you working? Are you not working? Are you a stay at home mom? Do you work two jobs? And so I would just, mm-hmm. you know, be diligent about about what God has to say back to you in, in these prayers. And he's really going to work work in you differently right like be be careful to not compare yourself to another woman because we do that all the time i Mm -hmm. do that all the time and it's so hard because you're like gosh i just want to be like that but god Mm. has a specific plan for you in your womanhood Mm. of how you can best serve and honor him and so you know just being confident in that and knowing that it can look a little bit different than it might look for the woman sitting next to you and that's okay
0: that's so true I mean, look at our differences that we just talked about. Like, even just with, you know, personality and that kind of thing. And I'm more Elmo on fire in an ER department kind of vibe, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a pin. I have a pin that has that. It's literally Elmo and a fire in the background. Yeah.
1: It's great. It is. I go down there and it's like, call I, call I. People screaming. There's puke on the floor. I'm like, what is going on down here?
0: Uh, so that resonates into more than just the workforce. So that's, you know, Jess in a nutshell. A little weirdo. Okay. Um, <laughs> had a great time. But yeah, so God has different reasons. And I actually, yeah, I love that point. Just because it's like, man, if you are letting that, get the best of you that comparison you're just missing out on the beauty i mean because even too i just look at mckenna there's so many things just in her life and transitions that she's gone through in her life that i think are so honorable and noble um and i just admire her so much for and it's like if she was so oh i'm looking at everybody else and like trying to be them or trying to be this girl i think you just you know miss some of those attributes what and what could actually potentially develop like a friendship and um and that kind of thing i mean we're all different so just kind of honing in on that is awesome. Yeah. All right. So last one or second to last one, I should say is, um, surround yourself with women in different stages of life. So I've been convicted of this more recently. I feel like, so I used to go to, well, Ken and I used to, um, so we were pretty involved in the porch for a while. And there's, I mean, obviously there's people in different seasons of life by no means. Like it's definitely, you know, happening at the porch. A lot of it, I would say is more people that are kind of out of like college or a younger, you know, ministry, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was pretty cool to kind of experience like people in different different stages or different, or even like, you know, mentoring certain people to, um, in different seasons of their life. And then now, um, have just been involved in a different church now in a different life group where I've seen, it's kind of the same thing, but it's even, I guess, more s- spread out than I would say like the porch was where mm-hmm. I'm having ladies in my group that are single dating, married, newly married, newly just had you know babies that have had kids forever that are grandparents you know i mean it's just like so spread out now but it's cool because they have been through every season of life or they're going through something where a lot of times i'll talk to them and i'm like oh man i'm taking notes in my head already i'm like okay so maybe prepare for this in the future lord willing or you know if that's god's will um And then kind of same thing with like grandparents because they've lived through every season with raising kids, you know, being single, dating, getting married, having kids, having grandkids. And so it's really cool just to kind of learn um, those different transitions as well and even so much wisdom. And I've had some women in that group, too, that have prayed about like adoption and have talked to me about adoption and adopting kids. And it's just something I've always been um, open to and like have wanted to talk to people about And so just learning a lot through other women, which I think Mm -hmm. is important. And again, just that teachable moment, being teachable.
1: Yeah, I had someone tell me very early on in my faith how important it is to be mentored but also to be a mentor, Mm -hmm. you know, to just steward to that younger generation. Mm -hmm. And I have a mentor who is close uh, in age with me. She's like Mm -hmm. in her mid thirties. And then I have one that is in her fifties, like married, her kids are out of the house. Mm -hmm. They're retired. Well, she is, he's almost retired, you know, but just to Mm -hmm. be able, like you said, to to see from different life stages, you know, and then I have a mentor, I mentor somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, really important you know, to, to just sit in, in mentorship Mm. and be teachable and then to teach because it just grows a kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I mean, women are all together. Like, I think sometimes we can have this spirit of offense where for what uh, my husband said this, he's like, men, friendships are so much different than women friendships. Like, why is that? And I'm like, yeah, like, why is that? But it's like, really just like, we're all in this together and just like coming in, together in community mm. and fellowship with one
0: another really helps, Yeah, you know, get us stronger and sharpens us. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like our, we want to focus on that. Like I, you always hear, you always hear people talk about, Oh yeah. Like, you know, women supporting women. I feel like that's such a common. Yeah. It's a hashtag. You know? it's, like, yeah. A, yeah, it's literally a
1: hashtag. <laughs> When I hashtag, hashtag like women's, women's podcast, them, yeah. it's like women supporting women. Yeah. yeah. Like, there it is. Very trendy. <laughs> that's
0: very trendy. <laughs> <laughs> but actually from a, and taking that seriously, especially from a biblical perspective, you know, because sometimes women can be like, oh yeah, women supporting women, but then they'll also like knock them down when they're on their yeah, little, exactly. Little pedestal, no, you totally, know, or something. Totally. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, being authentic with that. Okay. Last one is spend time with God and spend time trying new things. Okay. So one of my goals is to make my own sourdough bread. Hmm. It's going to happen. Well, You can
1: do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can totally do it. So I
0: want to be a little bit more of a, uh, what's the word, homemaker kind of in that sense with sourdough. I I just think it'd be so cool to make a good, just lovely, airy, just wonderful loaf of sourdough. (laughs) Get some
1: good cuts on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That looks pretty and it'd be great. But just, yeah, kind of the encouragement to try new things, even if it's like, I don't know. I mean, just a cooking class or something like that. And it doesn't even have to be just like homemaking things, you know, it could just be trying something new because it's pretty amazing when you try, like there's a lot of times where I'll try new hobbies and Mm -hmm. even like with coworkers and stuff. And, um, I'm very, very humbled by that too. You learn a lot about yourself when you have to try something new yeah. or if you're not instantly good at it, it's super frustrating, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're like a natural at other stuff, you know? And so um, you just, it builds a lot of character, just trying new things. So that is the last thing I would say I would encourage you all with. Yeah. Um. Anything else you can think of? Yeah, no, I just, I, you know, I think Anything that, you know that you've
1: learned? tried. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you learn so much by being around other women, you know, even, even if they're not believers, like you can mm-hmm. just learn so much, you know, good and bad mm-hmm. from being in community. Like I just think about our mm-hmm. women's retreat and one of our friends there made sourdough bread and like, she had a really great soup recipe and I, I learned a oh, lot
0: from I her. miss that
1: soup. I know. I'm like, oh, gosh, I was just watching mm. her, you know, first <laughs> and I was just like in awe with her and, and Missy and just being like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm just kind of in, I'm kind of in love with them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just kind of in all with them. I'm like that is just so cool. <laughs> like they're, you know, That's they're so a little true. bit older and, yeah. and stuff. So just like to watch them and to learn from them is a huge blessing
0: so glad you guys joined us this week um we will definitely be praying for all of you if you're new again welcome we're so excited that you guys are here and glad that um you could join us this week so kind of for the next upcoming weeks we actually have a few testimonies that Mm -hmm. we're really excited to be yeah we're so excited to be sharing in the future so stay tuned for that but we hope that you guys have a great rest of your week